0: But there was this experience coming out of the final tunnel on the turnpike that you enter into the Cumberland Valley and there's just this huge expanse there that you can just see. And that's a weird thing to not have in Western Pennsylvania, but it was always a sign for me that we were home or almost home.
1: I love that. And I also have to say, I think you are the first person who has shared a positive memory associated with the Pennsylvania Turnpike.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's pretty rare. <laughs> but I also really like Interstate 80, which this is totally, like, totally off topic. <laughs> but, like, these are my ways home. And yeah. so, like, they those things, too, are such an important part of, like, um, going back and forth.
2: Yes. And
0: I think journeys are important to talk about. And... Um, People have different preferences on which one they like better. I like them both a lot, but I think Interstate 80 is really pretty um, and also leads back down into Central PA and home, and that's cool too. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would choose – I would actually have a preference about this as well. okay, okay. Because going back from Philly for seminary, and then my folks are from Erie, Pennsylvania, so as far as you can pretty much be and still stay in Pennsylvania, and I would pick 80 over the – turnpike that's so fair. Yeah. i think
0: that's fair yeah
1: it was cheaper it was poor yeah. graduate student <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if
1: you're listening and you have preferences about your favorite yeah. interstate <laughs> post them and we'll read them that's great yeah. <laughs> that clip was from my july interview with ryan fitch and despite having such a fun laugh this particular moment didn't actually make the final cut of that episode I let that moment of inspiration kind of go into the wayside, into the ether. But then a few weeks later, Drew Tucker said this about what he identifies as home. Uh, And so one of those places
3: is when you're driving south on I-77 from Virginia into North Carolina, and you can look off to the left and see Pilot Mountain. I get this. I have no other way to describe it other than spiritual calm almost comfort of coming down into that place and feeling at home feeling like this is where i belong which is funny because i live back in columbus ohio now that's where capital and, Trinity and in out.
1: that instant i knew what i needed to do i needed to make a mixtape and several weeks later together we did and it's all queued up and you've pressed play <laughs> Thank you. together, a place where stories are shared. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here is Mixtape Volume 1, Interstate Exodus. Now if you were born after the creation of the mp3 music file, you may not actually know what a mixtape is. So let's rewind. Imagine this. The year is 1996. Young Colleen has just now started listening to pop music on the local Top 40 station. She wants to capture her new favorite songs to listen to on repeat in order to learn the lyrics. Because, you know, in 1996, you couldn't Google the lyrics to read them over and over again, let alone having, like, a YouTube video that has the lyrics play with the song. That didn't exist. Okay, so I would spend hours attentively listening to, to the stereo with a blank cassette tape loaded into it, ready to press record as soon as I heard those first few beats of Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart, or Alanis Morissette's Ironic, or Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. I would hear the note, I would press play, and it would record. My very first mixtape was born. Fast forward to the widespread of the internet and the ability to illegally download MP3s. I did that and my parents finally got us a CD burner so then I could truly curate my mixtapes into these epic CDs, burned onto these hot pink CDs that were perfect for dance parties or bus rides to speech and debate competitions. Then in college, I graduated to having iTunes, and it became all playlists from there for all occasions, and today I use Amazon Prime and Spotify, which even our youngest listeners should know. So today's episode is like this. I'm your DJ mixing together different voices, biblical and modern, to explore how God is with us as we travel great distances. Now, lest we think that road trips are only a modern-day occurrence, the entire book of Exodus is one story of an epic 40-year-long road trip. Exodus is the second book of the Bible, and it tells the story of the liberation of the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt. begins in Egypt with a family, a sister and two brothers. In their adulthood, Miriam, Moses, and Aaron are chosen by God to lead their people across the Red Sea and into the wilderness on the other side. Moses is the main communication channel between God and everyone else. However, Moses has a speech impediment that he is insecure about. So his brother Aaron helps him out with public speaking. Miriam, who saved Moses' life as a child, a story for another day, is a leader among the women and also the musical accompaniment for the whole people. Miriam knows the power of the right song in the right moment. Pastor Kim Varanato also knows the power of the right song in the right moment. Kim is a pastor in the United Church of Christ and serves as the pastor for Faith Formation in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. Kim shares some about the most important moments in her life, the road trip she took to get there, and the songs that were the soundtrack to her journey.
2: Hey, I am in a corner of my house hiding, hoping the baby doesn't cry, the dog doesn't bark, and the train doesn't go by. If one of those things happen, I will try this again. I'm Reverend Kimberly Baronado and I love the interstate. Driving solo along the open road has always been a meaningful time for me a time of discernment and transition, a time when I can connect with the Holy and discover how the Spirit is moving in my life. There's something about the expanse of highway, changing scenery of our diverse country and time alone that helps me focus and tune in on God's calling. I associate road trips and travel with times of big changes in my life, because it's the time I can make hard decisions and listen to God's voice clearly. And no road trip is complete without a mixtape, or in my college years, a mix CD or now perhaps a Spotify playlist. I've always associated certain songs with these times of open road and transition and have even been known to make a discernment playlist when a big choice was up ahead. Driving from my childhood home in Connecticut to Roanoke College in Virginia for one of the biggest transitions in my teen life, listening to Last Train Home by the Lost Prophet, hitting the open road from Roanoke College to Lancaster Theological Seminary in Pennsylvania, seeking admission to the Master of Divinity program, listening to Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show, discerning what God was calling me to after seminary and driving to interviews around southeastern Pennsylvania, listening to Who Am I Living For by Katy Perry, road tripping through Ohio and Michigan to visit Pastor Colleen when she lived in Indiana, as I transitioned from chaplaincy in an extended care facility to congregational ministry, listening to We Were Born For This by Paramore, and even most recently discovering the mountain roads around the Appalachian Trail in Pennsylvania as I processed all of 2020 from pandemic life to my journey with infertility listening to Sleep on the Floor by Volumineer. I use the open road and music to tune into the Holy Spirit. What tunes you into God's still-speaking voice?
1: People of Israel got farther and farther away from Egypt. They got less and less sure about what they had gotten themselves into. At first, right, they had been jubilant about being free. Yet soon after, they started to question. Question where they would find water in this desert? Where would they find food? So the people complained to Moses, Moses would talk to God, God would meet the need, Moses would explain how God would meet the need, and then the people would be satisfied for a while, but only for a while. So that whole thing just goes on repeat. We all know that traveling with others isn't always easy. Of course, the Israelites, right, were fleeing from enslavement with all of their possessions with them, traveling without an itinerary for an indeterminate amount of time. So the stakes here were pretty high. However, I know that Nick, my husband, and I can get into a fight about traveling somewhere that's less than an hour away. So my guess is that you too have had some heated debates while traveling as a child, maybe with your family or in your adulthood with a partner or friends. Pastor Alyssa Kaplan went on an epic road trip with her girlfriend earlier this summer and had many encounters with God. They witnessed God's glory in creation and also experienced God's grace in their relationship as they negotiated a lot of compromises along the way. Alyssa is the pastor at St. Peter's in Baltimore, and I imagine that some of their situations will be similar to what you've experienced, and I hope the grace that they experienced is familiar
4: to you too. This past June, I encountered God on the interstates, country roads, and hiking trails of southern Utah. In 13 days, my girlfriend and I drove 1500 miles through Utah and Arizona. We visited five different national parks where we hiked and backpacked and camped and horseback rode and rafted and ate a lot of those classic camping pre-made tuna fish salad packets and drank a lot of coffee and a healthy amount of gas station fountain Diet Coke. It was a super intense trip, which after almost two years of dating long distance, most of which was in the midst of a global pandemic, we were super ready to squeeze every last ounce of adventure out of this grand tour of the Wild West. And we really did. So when I reflect on those two weeks, I can remember the moments when I was totally stunned by God's creative majesty and the awesome desert vistas and the imposing red rock structures. But I remember perhaps even more vividly, the times when I felt wrapped in God's tender love and unexpected moments of grace and understanding and patience. Because to make it through two weeks of one-on-one time with your partner in the desert with limited access to internet or showers or air conditioning or, you know, a roof is perhaps nothing short of a divine miracle. I mean, I'm kidding, but only kinda. Because, well, take for instance, my propensity for sunrise hikes, complete with 4 a.m. wake-up calls, With my girlfriend's love of slow mornings waking up when the sun warms her and the campground buzzes to life. Or her desire to check out every single shop on the main street in Moab, which was like the biggest town we encountered on this trip. With my desire to scramble up every single rock formation on the longest hike of our trip in the heat of the day in the middle of the desert. Or my pathological need to shave even just a minute off of our ETA between parks with her cautiousness and pristine driving record. Yet somehow, in spite of that, we boarded our flights home from this trip, not only with our relationship still intact, but with an even deeper well of care and respect and love for one another. It was compromise and the understanding that even though one of us didn't act or hike or cook or pack up the Jeep exactly like the other would want them to, they still bore God's image. We figured out how to offer and receive care and grace and comfort with mutuality and a little bit of self-sacrifice. And in that blessed exchange, we caught a glimpse of God's kingdom of love and justice. A community of grace, patience, and mutuality, where all are valued and seen and known and loved in their unrepeatable uniqueness, whether they like sunrise hikes or sleeping in.
1: people of Israel were on this journey for 40 years, so there are many more stories that could be a part of this mixtape. But alas, every mixtape must come to an end, so I'll just share one more. As the people moved throughout the desert, they were in a lot of different places. God was with them in all of those places. But there was one spot in particular that took on a special meaning. Mount
0: Sinai.
1: Mount Sinai, sometimes called Mount Horeb, is located in the southern portion of what is now Saudi Arabia on Sinai, Moses had one of the most important interactions with God. This is where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. These ten very important expectations on how the people of Israel could have whole and healthy relationships with God and with one another. This interaction became foundational to the whole identity of the people of Israel. This interaction and this mountain that it happened on became part of their tradition, their faith, and their folklore too. Whenever they talked about it or saw it, they would know that this is where they received the gift of the Ten Commandments. Pastor John Wirtz has a view of mountains that stand as a powerful reminder of God's love for him. John is the director for evangelical mission for the Virginia Synod and a former camp counselor. If you follow all places together closely, you'll recognize his name from our welcome statement page on the website. So let's get in the car one last time and go to North Carolina.
3: So my experience on the road happened somewhere on I-26 in South Carolina as I was heading back to North Carolina. When I was graduating from high school, my family moved from the suburbs of Chicago to uh, Aiken, South Carolina. I went to the University of South Carolina for my first year of college, and then that summer I worked at Lutheridge, which is up near Asheville, North Carolina, over the course of that summer, Lutheridge really became a place that that felt like home. It was a place that I connected uh, to God and to other uh, friends and folks who who felt like God was important in their lives. Well, that first uh, summer back to camp after being gone back to school for my sophomore year. I'm driving up I 26, which is the way back to camp. And I came around this corner and kind of crested over the hill. And there in front of me were the mountains. And in that, that moment of seeing the mountains, I had this sense of calm and peace. I had this sense of God's presence uh, and God's grace, and everything just felt like it was gonna be okay. Well, every time I made that drive, I had the same experience. You'd be going along in what was basically flat land You come around, you're starting to get a little hills. You come around this corner, you crest this one hill, and there are all the mountains in front of you. And I really look forward to that part of the trip. Because for years, Luther Ridge was that place that was home and place and belonging. It was a place where my My call to ministry was affirmed and grew and nurtured. Uh, It was a place where I met lifelong friends and my spouse as well. Um, But I always have that experience when I'm driving on that stretch of road and I know we're transitioning to the mountains uh, that I feel like, boy, this is that spot where I remember, where I know uh, that God is present something about the majesty of those mountains and the hills just brings that home for me uh, every time.
1: The people of Israel would go on to spend more decades in the wilderness. It was a rocky journey for sure. Yet God remained with them the whole time. The same is true for us. On our literal and metaphorical interstate journeys, God is with us. God speaks to us through music, inspiring us, encouraging us, and comforting us. God is present in those who travel with us, in the joy that we share, the compromises we make, and the love that we feel. And as always, God is present in every part of creation as many different vistas of majesty as there are in this whole wide world, so are there that many facets to our all-embracing and all-inclusive God. A prayer for the interstates. God of sunrises and sunsets. God of desert and forest. God of silence and symphony. No matter where we set out to go, you are with us. You are where we are leaving. You are where we are going. You are along the way. Grant safe travels to all who drive on interstates and highways. Open our hearts to all of the ways that we might encounter you on this road, in what we see, in what we hear, in what we feel, what we taste, what we smell, and what we share with others. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. Thank you to Kim, Alyssa, and John for sharing these interstate stories for this first All Places Together Mixtape Volume 1. You brought inspiration, laughter, comfort, grace, and a good dose of travel lust to me. I can't wait to hit the road again to see God in new places. This marks our final episode in this Favorite Places series. Thank you to all of our guests who have shared from their hearts with us over this past summer. We've heard from so many places. Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Maryland, and Illinois. All Places Together is truly in so many places. Next week, we'll start a new series all about creation. As part of this series, I'll be going live on Facebook each Tuesday night in September at 8 p.m. Eastern. This time will be a chance to dig deeper into that week's topic, for you to share places in creation that are dear to you, and for our community to grow. You can find us on Facebook at All Places Together. Like and follow us there so you don't miss anything. Will I see you there on Tuesdays? Even though we're switching themes next week, if you have an interstate story to tell, please email it to me at, together at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-C-E-S-T-O-G-H-T-H-E-R at gmail.com. And if you loved this mixtape format, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at All Places so you can hear early about our next one to see if your voice needs to be in the mix. To continue to see All Places Together grow, you can give through our website. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give to All Places Together and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. I want to say a special thank you to the women of St. Philip Lutheran Church in Roanoke for their generous contribution to All Places Together. And thanks, as always, to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and people like you. We know that it can be hard to give financially, so know that we celebrate all of the ways that you share the stories of All Places Together with the people in your life. I get so excited whenever I see a post shared to your stories on Instagram or when you comment on a post on Facebook. And I wonder this week, who is someone that you have gone on an epic road trip with or perhaps someone that you've made a mixtape for? Would you share this episode with them to help keep the mixtape going? And until next time, remember that God loves you and is with you wherever, whoever, and however you are.